Hey, what's going on, you guys? All right, so, you know, obviously by reading the title, you can tell that this is going to be, uh, you know, the video that I've talked about for the last couple of weeks. The thing that I wanted, you know, I wanted to really talk about uh, two Mondays ago when all the free agency news was going on. But I obviously had to wait because the roster wasn't yet finalized. And it's still not 100% finalized either. But most of the roster, I'd say about 95% of it is in place. And we have a good idea as to what the Lakers are going to look like next year how they're going to be constructed, the players in you know on the team for the 2021-2022 season. Um, and I am extremely excited. Uh, obviously, there was one last hiccup that, that needed to happen on the Lakers roster before I felt comfortable talking about it. And that happened uh, the early part of this past week. Um, and you'll know what, I, what it is if you follow the CamCast on Instagram. That's at cam.cast. Uh, <laughs> that's just a really funny thing that happened to a certain individual, but we'll get into that on the pod. Um, so originally I wanted to do this video the day that, you know, this was the Monday, I believe it was the, uh, I don't know, two two Mondays ago, right? Where we found out that everybody was signing and I was really excited. I happened to have been at the gym and like, I was just like, I was posting as uh, the, the news as it was going. I was texting my buddies, um, just a lot of fun for the, the, that hour, two hours, three hours, however long it was when we got you know, basically four former Lakers. And uh, this was coming off the heels after we had already gotten Russell Westbrook in a trade too, within the last, you know, three days of that happening. So a lot was going on. And then we wound up getting even more news, you know, two, three days after that with the additions of Carmelo Anthony and Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, like Rob Palinka is not getting the credit that he deserves. Okay. Quite frankly, I know that it's not all him. A lot of this is players want to come here because, you know, we have LeBron and AD and Russell Westbrook, but you have to be able to sell the idea of the team as the you know the forward most uh, business person in, on the on the team, and that being Rob Polinka, basically a link between the players and the rest of the organization. And he's been able to basically construct three completely separate teams in three straight years. Um, you know, last year he put together a team that probably would have won the title if if AD and LeBron were healthy all the season. And you know, it was honestly not a bad roster. There were some some inconsistencies and some inadequacies in some of the areas. But other than that, pretty solid roster. Is missing one key piece, which I'll talk about again in this pod. Um, but he's done it again, and I think this is his most impressive roster that we've put on there. We have six future Hall of Famers on this roster, okay? With LeBron, AD, Russ, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Marcus Saul, and Dwight Howard. Six. Yes, Marcus Saul is an as a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest Spanish players of all time. You know, has won a title, Defensive Player of the Year, multiple time All Star. Marcus Saul is a Hall of Famer. Dwight Howard is a first ballot Hall of Famer, without a doubt. Uh, one of the greatest defenders that the league has ever seen. One of the most intimidating rim men the the, the, the NBA has ever seen. Uh, in his prime, he was averaging you know twenty and fifteen regularly. So he's first time Hall, first ballot Hall of Famer. If people like Ben Wallace are making the Hall of Fame. Uh, Dwight Howard's are for sure Hall of Famer. Still don't know how Ben Wallace is making the Hall of Fame. Also, side note: if you haven't seen the Netflix Malice of, at the Palace documentary, it just came out within the last week. Go watch it; it's really good. Um, it gives a lot more insight to this thing. It, it interviews some really interesting people that I didn't think that they would possibly ever get. Um, go watch that. Back to the pot. Um, no, the roster is is pretty fantastic. And it's kind of funny because you have all these these haters already that are saying, oh, they're too old. You know, they're, they're way too old. That might have been true, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But players take better care of themselves nowadays than they did back then. 
Um, you know, there's, there's more rest that's involved. There's, they spend a lot more money on their own health. That way they're healthy for the entirety of the season. Um, I think we're going to be fine. Okay. I really think we're going to be okay. The talent on this team is just, it's going to outweigh a lot of the other things that we don't necessarily have, or we don't, we're, we're inadequate at which is some of that's going to be youth, but we have some pretty good young guys on this team too. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get into the, the new roster additions now because I think that's important, and then I'll go into the people that we're going to miss from last season. Uh, so first of all, I already talked about Westbrook, did a whole pot on it. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. i uh, give you my thoughts. Um, my thoughts are still pretty consistent. I think that there are going to be times where Russell Westbrook is going to be really hard to watch in the Lakers jersey because he's going to make a lot of mistakes. But I think, I think with LeBron and AD there, I think he'll be a lot more good than bad. I'd probably give him a 75-25 split on that. 75 being he's making really good decisions, doing really good for the team. 25% you're going to get the same old Russell Westbrook. So I, it's just that's how he is. He's not you can't you cannot teach an old dog new tricks. And he's, you know, 32 years old. He is what he is, and that's fine. As long as he plays really really good defense, I can overlook a lot of the other stuff. So some of the things that are really interesting from last year or from from the signing. So if you remember my Russell Westbrook pod, I actually talked about, you know, I, I hope that Rob Polinka can really fine-tune this roster and bring back a player that I really wanted. And I spoke specifically about Dwight Howard. Um, I believe Dwight Howard was really missed last year. He gave us a certain amount of toughness, um, definitely gave us rim protection, and he gave us a lot of energy. You know, that team that won the championship, they were really close. You could tell that they really enjoyed playing with each other. There was a level of silliness there. It was, you know, Dwight, every time LeBron would flex in the court, Dwight would be on the sideline just, you know, like flexing his whole shoulders and everything, which was great. It was really good for team morale. And I felt like, you know, this season we lost a lot of that with the fact that Montrezl Harrell and Andre Drummond were so concerned about their minutes as opposed to, you know, you know, building the team atmosphere, building the team morale and the chemistry and all that. They were not concerned about winning. Those two guys aren't winners. I think that was the biggest uh, setback that we had this year is getting Montrez and getting Andre Drummond later in the season and not having Dwight because Dwight won a championship. And, you know, I I actually listened to Dwight on the Mason Ireland show this past week when they interviewed him. He's just, he is ready. You can tell he is ready to go. He is sad that he even left the second time. He wanted to come back. If you remember last year when we signed Marcus All, about 30 minutes before that, Dwight Howard actually posted that. He was excited to re-sign with the Lakers, and then it, you know, found out that we actually signed Marcus All instead. But now we got both of them, and I have a feeling Dwight Howard is going to, uh, is going to maintain a lion's share of the minutes there, which is great. I'm um, just really excited for him, and you know, last year his numbers were still pretty much the same. You know, he still had his like his seven points, his eight and a half rebounds, and his block. Uh, so we're going to be bringing that back, and he'll probably either be starting, he'll be one of the you know main guys off the bench for us. Really happy to have Dwight back. He's going to be a nice anchor for us. Um, next player I want to talk about saying that was signed that day as well was Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore was briefly with us in 2013-14. We traded him. Uh, we, no, we got him from the Warriors in the Steve Blake trade, uh, if I remember correctly. We got him and Marshawn Brooks, if I remember. And then after that, Bazemore kind of popped off for us and started, and started, and he averaged 13 points per game, and he parlayed that into a four-year, $48 million contract with the Hawks. And it worked out really well for him. Now he's back. Last season, he shot 40% from three, which is something we're really going to need. He's a great defender. He's got long arms, you know, uh, you know, quick, agile stepper. Uh, he averaged seven points last year, you know, steal, half a block. Um, he's going to be good depth for us at the wing position, something that I think we really lacked last year. So it's nice to have him back. <clears throat> Excuse me. I inhaled some air, which I guess you're supposed to help me. I'm not supposed to swallow it. Um, next player we're bringing back is Wayne Ellington. He was a Laker. On the 2014-15 team, he started actually quite a bit of games for us. 
those were those bad years where we had like Nick Young and Jody Meeks and, you know, Robert Sacre, who's just the bane of my existence. Um, but no, Wayne Ellington was great last year. He averaged about 10 points um, and he shot 42% from three. Wayne Ellington has always been a lights out three point shooter and he's a former Tar Hill. So I'm pretty, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sold on him regardless, just because he's a former Tar Hill. I have a soft spot for all those guys. So for me, it's going to be, you know, really exciting to have him back in the fold. Um, next guy we're going to talk about is another former Laker. And this is one of my all time favorite Lakers. Okay. He basically won us a couple of games in 2009 when we won the title against the Nuggets. Um, sorry to my brother who's a Nuggets fan, but you know, this guy stole the inbounds pass from Chauncey Billups twice and helped us, you know, was a, a key catalyst in that 2009 NBA championships, uh, run against the, the Dwight Howard led Orlando magic. And that is of course, Trevor Reza. Okay. I know Trevor Reza is 35 now, but he's still one of the most tenacious defenders in the NBA. You play him for about 22 to 27 minutes a night. He's going to give you great hustle. He's going to give you steals. He's going to give you, you know, a great three-point shot. He shot a 35% from three last year. He's a 35% three-point, you know, percentage for his career, which is great. You know, it's going to be really fun to, uh, to, to just have Trevor back in his, in his home, in his home city, you know, where he played his one year of college ball at UCLA. He's from Westchester. Um, it's just good to have him back. I think that was the main thing for me when, when we signed Westbrook is like, Westbrook and LeBron aren't my guys, right? They're not Lakers to me. They're they're really, you know, all Hall of Fame players. You know, LeBron may be the best one of all time. Who knows? But it, as a Laker fan, it was hard for me to feel a tether to this team. And I think it was really smart of Rob to acknowledge that that might be a possibility for some fans. And he brought in four former Lakers, you know? He brought in fan favorite Dwight Howard, fan favorite uh, Trevor Reza, and then two former Lakers from our bad years, which are kind of tying it all together. Uh, you know, th- those guys were former teammates of Kobe's. And so is Dwight. And I think that that is important for us Laker fans. We need something to tether us. To, and Marcus Gasol is a nice tether as well, obviously because of his brother being Pow, and we all love Pow here. But it's important to feel some type of tethering to your team, especially, you know, the Lakers. Because we, because of the hodgepodge of players that we're going to have on here, we don't really have any tether. So I think adding a couple of these players, and I'll get into another one in a moment that you wouldn't think would be a tether, but he kind of is, it means a lot for the fandom. It meant a lot for me. I got really excited for the season. When I know that you guys heard in my Russell Westbrook talk that I wasn't all that excited, now I'm just, I'm I'm elated. I am so excited for this next season. I love the pieces that we got. You know, we got some age, but I think we're going to be fine because we have depth. We have a lot of depth. Um, next player I want to talk about was the, there were three signings that were done, uh, you know, within that same week. They were just later on. They weren't on that Monday. The first being, we finally signed Carmelo Anthony. We had, you know, talked about signing Carmelo Anthony after he uh, was traded to the Knicks and we were trying to woo him then. Now he's 36 years old. He shot 40% from three last year in, uh, you know, roughly 24 minutes. And that's all we need him to do. Be a bucket getter off the bench for, you know, 20 to 24 minutes. That's it. Every single game. And I think he's going to do that great. I want Melo to get a championship. And I had talked about, you know, previously, we we as fans needed someone to, to tether us to this Lakers team. Um, Carmelo Anthony is one of those guys. And the reason is he really looked at Kobe Bryant as a big brother. And he talked about that in his press conference. You know, he, Kobe was a brother. And, and Westbrook talked about that too. And it's, I think that they need to talk about those things more for people like me who are not a huge fan of, of well, I, I'm not a huge fan of really either one of them. I'm just not. 
But if they keep saying positive things about Kobe Bryant, I can be persuaded to to root for them because I feel like Kobe would want that. He would want to, you know, all of us Laker fans to give them a chance and give them a fair shot. And you know, once you, I think Mar- Melo said it best. Once you put that Lakers jersey on, it 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 means something else. You know, being a Laker means more than being any other team in the NBA. It's just facts. We are the premier organization in the NBA. We always have been. We always will be. We have, I mean, you could put our all-time roster against every other single team's combined roster, you know, and we would come up on top. You know, you'd have a starting lineup of, like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Powell, Kobe, you know, James Worthy, Magic, Shaq, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor. It's just the list goes on and on and on and on, and it, it really is a testament to the organization to be able to get these players all the time, and uh, it's just one of those things where, I'm really excited about the season now because we got guys like this now and in Melo's 36. So we have age problems. Yes, we do. I mean, what, uh, let me see here. So Carmelo's 37, Trevor's 36, uh, AD's only 28. He's my age. Jared Dudley, I think is still on the team. He's 36. Ellington's 33. Marcus Saul is 36. Dwight's 35. LeBron's 36. And Russell Westbrook's 32. So we got some age, but Rob was also smart and signed a couple of young guys who I'm surprised he was able even able to get. We signed away Kendrick Nunn from the Heat. Okay, Kendrick Nunn is 25 years old. He's an up-and-comer, great shooter. He averaged about 15 points the last two seasons, and he shot 38% from three last season on a team on the Heat where he kind of saw his role dwindled and, 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 and uh, lessened due to the fact that they think Tyler Hero is the best thing since sliced bread when he's not. And he also has the worst tattoos in the NBA. Look him up. I just don't like Tyler Hero. I don't like guys that think they've made it before they've actually made it. And I know a lot of NBA players feel that same way. I've, you know, I've heard interviews about that. But to me, it's like, it makes sense. You haven't done anything. What are you so proud about? I don't know. That's just how I look at it. But no, we signed Kendrick Nunn to a two-year, $14 million deal. So we're going to have him for two years. And he's a solid young player. Great bucket getter. He's going to be a great guy off the bench to score points for us. He might start. It's either going to be him or Ellington or Bazemore or Taylor Horton-Tucker is going to start. Those are going to be the guys. And then another signing that we had, we signed somehow. I'm not sure how we got this guy. He's only 22, okay? Really good player. Had an amazing year last year because he kind of was seen as a bust for a while. But now Malik Monk, we signed him away from the Hornets. Malik Monk shot 40% from three on five attempts per game. He averaged about 11 points. Um, The thing about Malik Monk, he's really athletic, like really, really, really athletic. He is a great three-point shooter, and he's really bouncy. So you're going to see some crazy dunks from him possibly some lobs from Russell Westbrook. So that, that was a really good ad. And then, of course, we signed back Taylor Horton Tucker. We gave him, I think it was like three years, $30 million or something like that. Maybe three years, thirty six, something like that. But he's worth it. He's going to be a really good player for us in the future, um, be kind of an anchor for the team moving forward with AD once LeBron retires, which I don't know when that's going to be. Because as it stands now, he could keep playing for a very long time, and I, I don't know if there's anything I could say differently to make that, you know, make that different, but no, but I'm really, really excited about all the different things that Rob Palenka was able to do um, because it's just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy because as Laker fans, we've seen a lot of crap for a while. I've seen a lot of really, you know, well, not for a while, but I mean, we've been good the last two years. We won the championship in 2020, obviously, but I just love that the media is trying so hard to, to devalue what we've done this offseason. I just think it's beautiful because the Laker hate is back. And I just want everyone to keep that same energy. That's what I keep saying. Just keep the same energy. Um, this this lineup is going to be impressive. It's going to be amazing. 
Because for sure you're going to have the three starters. You're going to have LeBron, you're going to have AD, and you're going to have Russ. Those are the three starters. And then your shooting guard position is either going to be Taylor Horton, Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, or Wayne Ellington. I, I think that Malik Monk will be a bench guy. And then your center, you can do it a number of different ways. You can make AD the center and start, you know, uh, Carmelo Anthony at the four. You can make AD the four and start Dwight Howard at the five or Marcus All at the five. There, there's so much roster flexibility within within this lineup that it, it really is going to be impressive and it's going to be fun to watch. And you know, I'm just really excited for the season as a whole moving forward. Now we've kind of talked about the additions. Let's talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, the the things that that we had to give up this season. Okay. Um, we lost out, so we lost Montrez Harrell. We traded Montrez, Kyle Kuzma, and KCP for Westbrook. That's a win. KCP was bad last year. He shot, well, it says he shot 41% from three, but it felt like he just wasn't making his threes. He was real, real inconsistent. Kuz was shooting 36 from three. Is that right? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, I guess that's right. That's actually not bad for Kuz. 36? Uh, just wasn't shooting the ball enough. Uh, got rid of Montrez Harrell, who was bad. Drummond, we're not bringing. We didn't bring him back, which is good because he was just he was so concerned about his playing time. He wasn't ready to win. Um, we let Ben Macklemore go. We let. Uh, don't worry, I'm getting there. We let uh, the really hard one. It's, it just breaks my heart. Still, we lost Caruso. Um, Caruso got his payday though. He's getting his four years, thirty-seven million. You know, he definitely deserves all that money. He went from undrafted. Played in the summer league for two seasons straight. The Lakers gave him a shot. He worked his way into being a rotational piece. Won a chip. Started in the final in game six of the NBA Finals. You know, won a championship as our key defender. Um, had one of the best plus minuses with LeBron in NBA in the NBA the last couple of years when those two were on the court. Uh, Caruso is going to do really good on the Bulls. And Caruso and Lonzo Ball are back together on the Bulls. The Bulls are going to be a good team next year. Watch. They're going to be very um, intense with Billy Donovan as the coach too and Kobe White. And Zach Levine and Nik- Nikola Vucevic they're, they're, and Patrick, they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a really good team. And it was really hard to see Alex Caruso go, but at the same time, I'm really happy for him. I really am. He is the definition of, you know, if things don't break for you the right way, work your ass off and get out of the situation that you're in. And he secured the bag, okay? Alex Caruso secured the bag. Speaking of that, <laughs> we're here now. This is the whole reason why I got the, the pod was delayed this long. Alex Caruso is now paid more than Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Granted, Dennis Schroeder still made $5.9 million for one year, but it's reported that Dennis Schroeder was offered four years, $84 million sometime in February or January of this past season, and he turned it down thinking that he would make $120 million. Okay. He wound up getting COVID in May, played a horrible you know, series against the Suns, and the rest is history. The Lakers couldn't even find anyone to do a sign-and-trade for him because he was a restricted free agent. Nobody wanted him. Schroeder tried to get the veterans minimum of $12 million from the Celtics, and the Celtics says, nah, we're good. We don't, we don't, we want to get you at the, the very, the, the, uh, the mid-level exception. So he's getting one year, $5.9 million. He fumbled roughly $80 million of guaranteed money. Whoever his agent is needs to be fired. It doesn't matter that, you know, yeah, he's, it's one year, $5.9 million, but the 84 is guaranteed in the NBA. All $84 million of that contract would have been his. He would have had $84 million in four years, regardless if he was released, if he was injured, anything. He would have been paid. But he fumbled the bag. And now Alex Caruso is worth more than Dennis Schroeder on the open market. That's basically what that means. It's unbelievable. Talk about fumbling the bag. I'm just happy that we don't have him anymore. He was not a Laker. He didn't understand what it meant to be a Laker. He doesn't have that work ethic. He doesn't have that drive. 
And uh, I hated him being a Laker most of the season. The beginning, it was fine. When everything was clicking and the team was good before all the injuries, it was fine. But when we asked him, when we had to rely on him, and he, you know, he wanted to be a starter in the NBA. He wanted to be, you know, the prime focal point of an offense. He couldn't deliver. In the playoffs, he was just worthless. He was so bad defensively, he couldn't shoot. His three-point percentage was only 33%, only averaged six assists, you know, 15 points per game. But every his shooting percent, his shooting splits were bad. He's not a good player. He's not aggressive enough defensively. He's too small. Um, I'm just happy that he's gone, and he lost out on $80 million. And Alex Caruso is worth more than him. I just think it's funny because don't ever bite the hand that feeds you. It's never going to work out for you. You know, be grateful that you you that somebody's offering you that much money. Accept it. That's a lot of fucking money. I'm sure that if it was me, I would never recover. That's like losing eighty four million dollars in stocks, or you know, it's, you you're you basically someone's giving you eighty four million dollars in cash, and you're saying no, I'm good. Imagine imagine the cojones or the stupidity that it takes to say no, I'm good. Unbelievable. Um, but I'm just glad that he kind of gets what he deserves. You know, he's still getting. Granted, he's still a millionaire. He still is. But he could have been even more well off. And I'm sure he's sick to his stomach about the decision that he made. But whatever. Um, if he thinks he's going to make that up in his career, it's, he's mistaken. He's 27. He's a backup point guard at this point. He'll never make that money ever again. The most he'll probably make the rest of his career is probably 30 mil, which is fine. But he could have made 80 mil in four years and after that gotten another contract and probably gotten more. But... You know, I'm not as I'm not Dennis Schroeder's manager. I'm not Dennis Schroeder, so it is what it is. Um, enough Dennis Schroeder roasting for today, because I, I just he's the reason why the pod was kind of postponed. So I wanted to grill into him a little bit. You know, um, granted that he's he's a year younger than me, so I feel like I can give him a little bit of shit. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited about this season, you guys. Rob Palinka is the goat. Um, he really is channeling his inner Mamba. It's no no surprise that him and Kobe were best friends. He. You can tell he tirelessly works and makes sure that he's doing his job to the utmost. And the roster reflects that. The roster is great. Uh, another underrated signing that we had, we signed David Fisdale to be an assistant coach for the Lakers. I love that. Because we lost Jason Kidd, we lost Lionel Hollins, but David Fisdale is a player's coach. The players love him. So he's going to be really good for morale within the locker room, and he's going to be a nice aid for Frank Vogel to lean on. Frank, Because David Fisdale knows his shit. It's a great coach. He shouldn't have been released with the Grizzlies. He shouldn't have been released with the Knicks. Those those are bad situations. It wasn't his fault. I'm excited for him to be here on the roster. And, you know, hopefully we he get, he doesn't get press conferences, but hopefully he gets interviewed because he has one of my all-time favorite lines. Take that for data. But anyways, um, I'm just really excited. And uh, I hope you guys are excited too. If you're Lakers fans, if you're not, um, I hope you can uh, keep that same energy because uh, we're going to be winning the championship this year, just letting you know. And the 30 for 30 that we'll get about 15 years from now when Russell Westbrook beats KD and James Harden in the finals is going to be brilliant. It'll be called like 30 for, th what if I told you one of the original big threes was drafted together, we're in the same finals, but only one of them won. Beautiful. Artwork. Poetry. I'm fucking good at this shit. ESPN, hire me. My name's Cam. Okay, I'm done. That was too much. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's it for the, the pod. Those are my thoughts on, on the Lakers offseason. Um... Really excited, as I said before. And uh, if you want to get on the comments here on the YouTube channel, comment down below. Um, at me on Instagram, that's at cam.cast. You know, DM me, message me. 
Um, if you want to talk about this stuff, let me know. If you have any questions, if you have any requests for certain videos or things I can talk about, let me know in there too. Let me know in the comments. I'm game for basically anything. If you know me, you know I can talk for days. I don't do scripts for these things. I just kind of wing it. I do it off the top of my head. Uh, some say it's a skill. I say it's a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, what's, what's the word? It's a, uh, it's, it's a sickness. It's an illness that I have where I can just talk about anything. Just as soon as you say go, I'm in. Um, but make sure you're liking, sharing, and subscribing. Please share the podcast. Please subscribe on YouTube. Um, trying to get my subscriptions up, uh, you know, so that way I can get a little bit more. It helps the algorithm a lot more. Gives my videos a little bit more exposure. Um, just click the bell notification on YouTube. And, you know, every time I list, uh, I release new videos. That way you're you're first there. You can comment first. You know, you can say first whatever the fuck you guys say. I don't give a shit. But uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, you know, that's that's Lakers offseason talk. So I, as always, thank you. Peace and love. All right, peace. Thank you.